What's going on? This is Coach Sam from the Bus System Fighting Academy. Uh, you can reach me on Instagram at the Bus System. You can reach me on Facebook at the Bancroft Urban Survival System. Um, you can contact us at 404-210-8671. Uh, we are training men, women, and children, uh, combative style programming, urban self-defense, and uh, we look forward to seeing you guys and make sure that your families are safe and protected during any and all situations. Guys, you're listening to The Rebuke. Much love. Yo, this is an instructor, Tommy. I am the pistol instructor as well as owner of Olympian Shooting. And if you're interested, you can contact me at 470-469-7391. As a pistol instructor with Olympian Shooting, we believe in putting the student first. And when you succeed, I succeed. Also, you can check me out at www.olympianshooting.com. Also, again, we just are all about the student. We put the student first. Education is our top priority. And also, not to forget, you're listening to Rebuke Podcast. Thank you all. This is Marcus, and you, you're listening to Rebuke. Um, this will be the 28th episode, and we got something great to, for y'all to listen to. And I'd like to thank everyone for, for supporting my podcast. And you know, also, if you want to um, continuously support, please share my podcast with your friends and family. Like it and follow, subscribe, and also send funds by... Um, Going to my cash app, that is dollar sign R-E-B-U-K-E-E-06. Also, you can go to a monthly subscription from 99 cents per month to $9.99 per month. So whatever your heart desires, we uh, uh, the podcast will truly appreciate it, and I will truly appreciate it. Um, before I go and get you the title of this lesson, I'll, I'll, not lesson, but the title of the show, I think I'm in class. Um, I want to go give you some key points. Mm. Um, during the Obama administration, the United States spit, spent $47 billion on weapons and ammunition. During this course, during the Trump era, there's been a lot of racial tension going on. Also during this uh, Trump era, and especially during the pandemic, there's been close to close to 10 people found hanging from a tree. Now, when I heard this news and everything, um, at first I wasn't, I was a, a big advocate against assault rifles, especially, you know, I'm, my friends down here in Alabama, they, a bunch of the you know, country, what you need an AR 15 for, you know, what you gonna do, shoot cows. Um, but, as this racial tension has gone on in the United States has increased and I've been seeing these things, I decided to go to a store one day and, and just look, look around for a gun. When I went to the store and went and, and started looking for a gun, I just started shaking my head because I noticed there were no guns available. And the cash cashier was telling me, yeah, we've been out of guns for months now and we can't get any ammunition. And I'm thinking to myself and I'm thinking to my about my friends and family and stuff. I was like. If a war, a civil war was to pop off. My race is not ready. Right. So I want to this title of this the show is. Are you ready? Once again, um, th thank you all for listening. And we have two dynamic uh, guests on the, on the show. Uh, Coach Sam, from, located in Atlanta, Georgia. 
and Tommy, uh, a pistol instructor located in Atlanta, Georgia. Welcome, brothers. Peace, peace. Hey, man, we appreciate you having us on, man. Okay, no Okay, Coach, um, the reason why I'm going to say this piece right here, um, I appreciate uh, uh, Tommy's friend for giving me the connection to uh, to him for this show. And uh, I want to highlight Coach Sam because the reason why I reached out to him, I reached out to him for months because I saw that video where he told about George Floyd and how police officers should have done things uh, properly and ever since i saw that video brother i want i wanted to reach out and get your knowledge and wisdom and give it out to the people uh in, in, the, in the black community so i once again i appreciate both appreciate both of y'all all uh, right so um, this question is for you uh coach sam uh, and for, let everybody know you are a boxing instructor or martial arts what would what, what are what's your title brother um right now it's more of a combatives instructor Okay. Um, I deal, I have a background in Muay Thai and American kickboxing. Um, I've been in martial arts 30 years. Um, I have a uh, training in Russian style Sistema, Kesi, and Kali. So, what we've done is we've developed a fighting style based on the formats of those um, techniques, and we've made it, um, you know, somewhat supportive of what the body needs to be able to do to express itself in live time and kind of uh, separated the difference between teaching people self-defense and teaching people how to fight. Um, we run a pro program where we train pro fighters uh, in Muay Thai and American kickboxing, but um, our big focus is training people on uh, ways to deal with self-defense, weapons and things of that nature, blades, uh, karambits, knives, so on and so forth. Okay, cool, cool. I was, you gave me a little too much, but that's all good. Now that everybody knows that you're experienced, now here's the first question. If a civil war and a race war was to break out because Donald Trump shouted out to the Proud Boys, whatever, stand by, stand back, whatever he said, mm. are the black people ready? Uh, Coach Sam, and then I'm going to go to uh, Tommy to answer that question. No. And why? No, not even close. Um, <clears throat> we still have this thing in our minds that nothing is going to happen. And if it does happen, we still have a, a dependency on somebody else to save us. Um, we've been being warned or forewarned for years and to prepare for these times coming up. Um, but we have a tendency to not want to be prepared, although others around us are preparing. And furthermore, we have no idea who our enemies are. So with lack of knowledge and poor preparation, we're gonna have piss poor performance. Um, everyone else around us is prepped, they're focused, um, they've already stated what they wanted to do, um, and it's not just on Donald Trump's side. Donald Trump has some ignorant followers and so does Joe Biden. Um, this thing coming up is not about race, and that's the projection that they're trying to push. Um, from where I sit, um, running a private security company that sends men international, um, it's not about race, it's about good and evil. And until we understand who our enemies are, we're not going to be able to perform in the in the, in the proper manner uh, when things do arise. Mmm. That's all right. Yo, Tommy, is the black race ready? You are you are you are you a pistol instructor, so you should know. Uh, so, is the black race ready if it's, if a war breaks out? Yes or no? Uh, are we ready? Yes or no? Um, that would be absolutely no. We're not ready. Um, I don't even feel like that I'm fully ready. I'm a lot more ready than a lot of our people are, but I'm not even fully ready. So if I feel that I'm not fully ready, then I know our people are not fully ready. And just to kind of go a little more in depth into kind of what Coach Sam was saying, well, one, we don't necessarily, well, first off, we don't know who our enemies are. We feel that it's the white race. We feel that it's the cops, but we don't know who our enemy are our enemy is and to be honest with you we are our own worst enemy we are our own worst enemy uh we don't we don't have the mindset we don't have the mindset right now to fully be ready for a civil war the mindset is not there the uh the arsenal when i say arsenal the weaponry the weaponry the weaponry is uh not there um true enough a lot of black people african americans or whatever you want to call them to be politically correct 
colored people, black people, African Americans. Um, the gun, the gun sales are going up because of a lot of us are going out there and we're trying to buy. Or let's say it's a bunch of another races going out there and buying. We're buying, but we don't have the mindset. We're not seeking the training. Far too often, I hear a lot of black people say, "Oh, well, I know how to shoot." Well, and my next question after that is, well, if you know how to shoot, have you been trained? And their answer is usually no. And I'll say, well, you know how to shoot. You know how to pull the trigger. But you don't know how to actually defend yourself. Or you don't know how to actually shoot a firearm. So let me rephrase that. Let me go back. Okay. I'll then ask them, have they been trained? They'll say no. And I'll tell them, well, you, you know how to pull the trigger, but you don't know how to shoot. There's so many different components and, and, and fundamentals and safeties that a lot of people that own firearms they don't know they don't have this skill set so they're not ready they think just the mere owning of a firearm makes them ready but no do you know how to defend yourself in a in a in a self-defense situation or in a, a combat or urban urban environment like do you know how to fully defend yourself and your family from any you know uh threats they may pose themselves upon you so we're not ready as a people and I don't think we'll ever fully be ready because as long as they continue to keep us divided and when I say divided, I'm not talking about just as a people, but they're showing us these situations like George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and Ahmaud Aubrey. They're showing us these things to hate the people that we have to live in the same society with that are not bad necessarily, that don't mean us any harm, but they're keeping us divided. And if a race war was to break out, we're on the losing end of a lot of it. So um, it's all propaganda. It's all meant to destroy us as a people. And we buy into it by jumping to conclusions when it comes to the George Floyd situation, the Breonna Taylor, the uh, Ahmaud Aubrey. A lot of it is right there in our face. But at the end of the day, until I have all the details and all the evidence, I'm not quick to jump to judgment to say that George Floyd was right or wrong. The cops were right or wrong. Breonna Taylor was right or wrong. I don't jump to judgment. At the end of the day, man, I stay away from the political side of it. I stay away from the news and everything that they want to force feed on us. And I continue to prepare the people that I know when I come across. I continue to prepare them and put that mindset in them. And I just keep it moving, man. Okay. I appreciate that, Tommy. Appreciate that. Yes, sir. Um, I'm going to go to the next question. Is You up? You at bat. Um, why are people black people so late on purchasing guns and getting trained? Is it fear, education, or is just our? Uh, it's not in our nature uh, to, to 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 warfare is not in our nature. And then I'll let you, Coach Sam. You have something to say? You can add, add on to it if you want. Go ahead. Go ahead. Tom. To be honest with you, man, I think you know our focus is. We have so many other distractions. When I say distractions, we're so focused on buying shoes and things that don't have value, buying cars, buying chains, um, tricking off in the clubs. We we have so many other distractions that we're not focusing on something that, man, is is it, not only is it an asset, it hold it retains its value well, as well as it's a skill set that you can then develop to take care of your family for generations upon generations upon generations so we're, we're caught up in the wrong things man we're focused on the wrong things i used to be and i'm not going to talk like i'm just higher than down and i've never had those distractions or i never did those things because i was into the jordans i was into the sneakers i was into the clothes i was into going to the club and, and popping bottles and going to the strip club and throwing money away i was into those things so therefore I can speak to them a little bit better and I can speak to those distractions, but I think it came a point in time where it's like the older I got and me being a father of four, I realized that those things were not going to get me anywhere in life. And I always had an affinity for the aesthetics of uh, just the overall aesthetic of a gun and the overall look and just the, 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 the craftsmanship or the skill set that goes into actually shooting and the comp the competitive nature behind guns and shooting and all of that, it just always fascinated me. So that transition from from sports to actually getting into firearms was an easy transition. But um, the reason why we're late to the party and we're still gonna late, we're still late and we're gonna forever be late is because one, 
we just don't understand how real it can get, that it will get. And in addition to that, we're focused on the wrong things. We, we would rather buy them illegally or buy them for the wrong reasons than get into them for the right reasons, if that answers your question. Got you, brother. Got you. Coach Sam, you got anything to add on that? Because if you don't, your course is up next. No, no, that that he, he, he beautifully articulated that definitely. Okay. Definitely. Okay. Good job, Tommy. Coach Sam, growing up, I'm gonna keep it I'm gonna keep it funky with you. I didn't know many black people practicing martial arts. It wasn't the thing. You like, just like the brother said, waiting in line for Jordans, trying to holler at hoes. <laughs> You know, all the materialistic things instead of getting our getting our teaching our kids to be battle ready and combat ready. Right. Due to the racial tensions that is going on in the United States today, do you see more blacks taking up martial arts or coming to your class and trying to get trained? And um, it, let me answer that honestly. Um, I see more women. And I see more children, but I don't see men. Um, and it's very interesting that we don't see men because our people, we have all of the gifts, we have all of the talents, we have all of the natural ability. And majority of our people are still living off of the idea of, I played football, um, I'm an athlete, uh, I did this, I did that. Um, in my world, um, I had the number four ranked Muay Thai fighter heavyweight in the world. Uh, number four ranked Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu instructor in America. Um, we had some top guys that have been in um, uh, UFC uh, head coaches, Brett Walters, uh, who trains Cowboy Cerrone. These are all white boys. And some, some very dear friends of mine. And a lot of times when I bring the brothers in and they have this ego about Hey man, you know, I whoop a white boy, you know, this to the third, I can whoop him. Any white boy you put up in front of me, I'll whoop him. Okay. I got some white boys that clean your clock. They do this for a living, man. This is what they do every single day of their life. And we have a complex, like an ego, mm -hmm. when it comes to being taught. Once we get a certain age, oh, that karate shit ain't gonna work, or oh, that, that, that this don't work, or that don't work. Well, I've been in, I've been in from a martial arts standpoint, and I run a security bodyguard company. I've seen it from a combative standpoint and the way that they train compared to the way that we're prepared is night and day. They live this, whether it's training their kids early for weapons and guns, three years old, four years old, five years old, taking them to the range, having ranges in their backyard, teaching them the nuances of firearms to putting them in martial arts classes, not just martial arts, but teaching them how to fight. Our people are not, we don't take that time. Now, I, I'll give you this, in a lot of areas, the information is not always afforded to us in these manners, okay? So as of late, back in the day, the YMCA used to teach kids in the inner cities, you know, kickboxing and karate and boxing, and we could go to the local centers and we could learn how to fight. Now we don't have access to that. So we have to be able to find some kind of way to reintroduce these programs to our people because we're getting further and further behind the eight ball if right now if you if you if a war broke out between our children we would get slaughtered and i know black people don't under they don't want to hear that they don't want to agree with that but if you took the weapons away you just said hand to hand and you matched us up even from country to country we would get slaughtered because the even if you go internationally, you go to asia you go to europe a lot of these children are forced to take some kind of combat system in an early age, you go to South America, Brazil, these kids are forced to take some sort of martial arts, be it Muay Thai, be it Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. They're starting off training in combative style and it's a thinking that they're adapting early on. Our kids have a warrior instinct a lot of times, especially if they're coming from certain inner cities, but they don't have any technical training. And just as he'll tell you, as brother Tommy will tell you when it comes to guns, you may have the heart to pull the trigger, but if I have 10 men who are skilled, who have seen combat, who have spent thousands of hours, um, not just in a gun range, but in lifetime training and application, 10 men will walk down 50 with no problem. And they'll, they'll slaughter 50 and they'll, they'll have no trouble doing it. So 
we got to change our thinking, man. The, the, the things that we're not being introduced to is what's causing us to be set back. And the mentality, the thinking that we have that we can just whoop anybody just because we're an athlete. There's a whole nother world out there. And there's some monsters that are ready to go. Damn, man. That's to me. That's deep, bro. You just the number you basically telling me 10 highly skilled white men can slaughter 10. I mean, 50 black men with ease. And that's 100 that are untrained 100%. that are untrained 100 percent 100 percent i totally agree with 100 percent absolutely you want there's something you want to add to that uh uh tommy or you most most definitely now i just want to piggyback off of what he said and it's a couple of things because i see it in the gun industry as well especially when it comes to the people that i train men black men black men are so egotistical and i'm not gonna make this just a black man thing men in general probably are egotistical but when it comes to black men because we're speaking on this is a black podcast we're speaking on black issues i'm gonna keep it in regards to black men black men are so egotistical i can count maybe on my hands maybe four to five men that i've trained within the last three months and wow two of them one of them i actually worked with the other one was Actually, um, I think he was from Africa. A good friend of mine's now. He was from he's from Africa. Uh, Joko, his name is Joko, from Africa. He trained with me. Um, another dude actually trained with me, but he had his wife, and another dude had his wife as well. But other than that, I've never had a consistency of black men that are willing to train. I've spoke to them. Hey, man, you know, hey, have you been trained before? You know, are you interested in taking a a pistol, of course. Now I know how to shoot. Or my um, father was a Marine. Or did he train you? I mean, okay. Well, then he'll show me a video or something, and I look at. I like, man, you can't. I'm saying to myself, not trying to demean him or put him down, but man, you can't hit the broad side of a barn. So how did he train you? But again, it's like we have an issue with asking for help. And to go back to, uh, it's just a machismo thing with 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 black men it's just like we just can't accept the fact that we don't know or we're not good enough and it seems like the same laws the same jim crow laws that was in effect back then they're still effective today and i think don't quote me on it because right now we we spitting off to the top but i think somewhere the jim crow laws were put into effect and they talked about how this will keep the black people in line for generations to come so we're still being affected by the Jim Crow laws and it's like we cannot break out of this cycle and complacency is a big problem with black people we're not saying and what me and uh, Coach Sam are both saying is we're not saying that they're not black men out there that are taking the combat lessons that are taking the gun classes that are doing everything they can to take care of their family and the people that they come in contact with we're not saying that it does not exist it's just few and far between but when it comes to combat, like he says, look at the number of gun instructors out there. You tell me if there's more black gun instructors than there are white gun instructors. Look at the black combat instructors out there and Coach Sandsfield. You tell me, are there more white instructors or black instructors? That right there should tell you they're ready. They're training. They're, and it's not saying that they're training for a civil war than to kill off black people. Because at the end of the day, man, I do not play the black card, the white card. I don't play it. There's good white people. There's good black people. Absolutely. There's good people of all different races. Let's Absolutely. not make this out to seem like the white man is so against us. The white man got his foot on our neck because that's not the case. We are our own worst enemy. This is by far the best era to be a black person. And I'm going to tell you why. We have more black millionaires now than we ever had. Ever had. So who's keeping us from what? Who's stopping us from becoming what? Let's stop it with this black white thing and all of that. There, the system is designed to separate us as black people and as people as a whole. White people are not necessarily against us. There's bad white people that hate black people. There's black people that hate white people. At the end of the day, the only thing that can solve it all is love, education, time, and conversation. These are the things that can fight racism. But outside of that, not to continue to draw it on and keep going out with it. Like Coach Sam said, everything I, everything he said, I support it and I back it 100%. Because we don't, we'll put the commitment and time and effort 
into hollering at girls or trying to impress a girl. We'll put that time, commitment, effort, and money into clothes, cars, um, sports, and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, none of that stuff holds value. None of that stuff holds value. Put it into a skill set. And after this, Coach Sam, make sure that you know I get your information because Vice I got a few person, things man. I want to talk to you about Vice in regards person. to you know, some training that I want to receive. But um, put it into something that's gonna pay off that you can then pass down to your kids. I can't pass, I can't pass Jordans down to my kids, but they don't hold any value. And what am I teaching them? Mm. What am I teaching my son? Oh, okay, hey, I spent a thousand dollars on these Jordans that are gonna cost. Maybe five thousand dollars down the line. What am I teaching him to be materialistic? That's mm-hmm. a skill set down that's gonna save his life, save his his wife's life, his kids to come. Pass the skill set down. Put that. More people are willing to spend money. More black people are willing to spend money on something tangible versus paying a hundred dollars for me to teach you how to shoot a firearm that can save your life and your family's life. Mm. You tell me how that makes sense. I, I, I want to piggyback off my brother here if I can. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Can you make it quick so we can go get to the next question? Go ahead. Oh, okay. absolutely. No, but um, no, what, no, what he's saying is absolutely right because when this whole pandemic started, I had so many people that once they realized that they were not prepared when the pandemic hit and the fear of riots and so on and so forth, coach, can you train me? Coach, can you get me caught up? Coach, can you do XYZ? When they opened the gates back up and Massa said, hey, y'all, come on back in and get this money again. Get this money again. Everybody forgot about what just took place yep. five or six months ago. So now yep. they opened the, open it back up. You're back in the strip club. You're back popping bottles. Yep. You're back doing this, that, and the third. All this time, the potential enemy and the enemy has been training and preparing. So now we're getting down to crunch time and the election is right around the corner. I've had more um, white groups to call me from Alabama, from um, you know Kentucky. I've had white people, hey, I watch your Instagram. I'm watching your fight combinations. I'm watching what you're doing. We'll pay you 3,500 to come down here and train. We'll pay you 5,000 to come down here and train. In our community, when they say, how much does it cost to get this private seminar, this, that, and the other? Well, brother, this is what my price is. Man, I can't get no discount. I can't do this, I can't do that. Um, let's stop these, you know, everything to deny progression and to say, or to potentially take food out of my children's mouth for providing a service, a skill set that I put thousands of hours into. You know, it's just the thinking that we have. But you don't ask for a discount when you go to the strip club. You don't ask for a discount when you buy in Jordans. You don't ask for a discount for that loot bag. You know, but something that's going to save your life, you're looking for the best discount and deal that you can get. Or you're asking me to teach you last minute, like I can give you a crash course in how to save your family's life. Mm. That's deep, brothers. Now, Spot on, man. this is for you, Tommy, man. When, when it comes down to pistols and stuff like that, because it's, you know, that's what a lot of people are, are, are buying now. What are the common mistakes that black people make regards guns and, and gun, purchase guns and, and getting trained? Man, that's a great question, man. Well, first off, man, they listen to what these rappers say. We, they allowing, <laughs> and I'm going to be honest with you, man, they're allowing these rappers to to uh, sway them in the direction of buying a gun. A lot of students, and this is no disrespect to anybody that has taken my class, but and, they, and they'll tell you in the class as well that this is some of the stuff that I say. Movies, TV shows, rap songs, lyrics, and stuff like that, they romanticize guns. Typically, everybody want to talk about a Glock, a FN, a baby Draco, Draco, whatever you want to call it, AK. These are the guns that are romanticized in movies and songs. So, of course, any people that come to any person that comes to my class, oh, I want a Glock, or I want a, I want a Draco, or I want an AK, or I want an FN. I want that gun to shoot rifle bullets. That's the ignorance. So that's the biggest mistake is first coming, come to my class. Let me let you shoot a few guns that I have, a lot of guns that I have, and you decide you make the best decision for you after that. Don't get caught up in the name, the manufacturer, and all that because at the end of the day, there's great manufacturers out there that don't get the recognition that they should, that still make a great quality firearm, but it's just not publicized in certain songs and movies. But, um, so that would be one of the uh, common mistakes. And the second would be is just not getting the training or not wanting it. Feeling like, okay, hey, 
I bought a gun. Let me go to the range. Let me squeeze off a couple of rounds, and I'm good. Um, that's the second mistake. Um, and then the third one I would would say is more so tied into the whole COVID-19 and everything that's kind of coming out of this COVID-19 is forgive me if anybody is a part of Now, nah, you know what? I'm not even going to say forgive me because I don't care if you forgive me. Sorry, but not sorry. Um, this whole NAFCA, what is it? Not fucking around coalition? It's yeah. bullshit, man. It's bullshit. It's oh, bullshit. man. Come on now. Go ahead. Go ahead. Man, I'm going to be honest with you. Man, first off, man, the movement itself, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. But I'm not for the person that's in charge for it. He's mm. misleading a lot of people, man. He doesn't know what he's talking about. He's not educated. Um, He's misleading a lot of people. And I feel bad for the people that are following him because they don't know any better. They don't know any better. And I think the reason that this whole organization is having so much success is they're being fueled by a black Hitler. Oh, man. They're being fueled by a black Hitler. Okay. That's, that's I'm going to call a spade a spade because he's, he's preaching hatred. Okay. We will get nowhere. We will get nowhere by spewing hatred and hating the people that we have to still live in the same society with. White people are not bad. Okay. Gotcha. White uh, people are not bad. Stop spilling hatred, man. Like, I know good, wholesome, and I'm going to be all the way 100 with you. I have had more white people that will break their neck to do something for me or to help me than I have my own people. I agree. I agree. They're not all white so people why? are bad people. So why is it that we are allowing this Jam Master J, whatever he calls his name, to lead such a group, a mass group? If the right leader was in charge of this movement and that group, Man, exponential things can be done with that group. But the wrong person is in charge. He's spewing hatred. He's going about gun instruction the wrong way. I was approached by at least two or three different people to join the organization and to help train them. No, I can't. I won't. No, that's not what I'm about. That's not what I'm for. I'm not about training. I don't tailor my um classes around black gun classes or classes for black for black people. No, if white people want to get education, I'm here for it. Asian, Chinese, Haitian, whatever it is, whoever wants to get educated and protect themselves, I'm for it, man. We will not get anywhere as a people, as a nation, as a country. We won't get anywhere by spewing hatred and creating division. I'm all for my black people. I'm, I'm proud to be black, but I am not this person that's gonna spew hatred to, 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 to cause power and to show pride in my own race, I won't do it. Okay. Got I won't do it, man. So, yeah, those are the three common things I would say. Okay. All right. The next question is for Coach uh, Coach Sammy. Um, the current, you know, we've been, this law has been controversial, man. Uh, the current stand your ground laws in the United States. Do you feel do you feel that is a good law for the country or is just a, a, a excuse for white people to kill minorities? Because the stand your ground law is used perfectly for a certain demographic, but uh the people of color um have a struggle using this law and I seen some of your videos, Coach Sam, and um, white people will use, or, or any other whoever will use the stand their ground law with your with your combat skills. So, what you how you feel about the stand your, your ground law? Is it really equally justified, or is it just an excuse to for people to use their weapons against minorities? Um, I think depending on where you depending on where you pose this question at that's number one um certain areas are more prone to implement violence on american negroes um some are not i think that we have to let me tell you let me put it like this if i'm approached and the threat is in front of me and 
I, I don't I'm not gonna sit back and wait to see if this law applies or that law applies. I'd rather be judged by twelve than carried by six. Okay. So I'm going to respond and meet the level or the threat level accordingly. Um now if a group of my peers tend to find, you know, my actions were um you know were were were, were misplaced or misguided. You know, I'll, I'll fight. I'll fight it tooth and nail. You know what I mean? But I'm not going to allow anybody to hurt me. I'm not going to allow anybody to hurt my brothers. And I'm not going to sit back and watch somebody, you know, commit some kind of act. And I just sit back. Well, I hope he has. A, I hope he has a good lawyer. I hope this. You know, I hope he makes it out okay. If I see wrong being done, I'm going to intervene. Um, if something presents itself to me to where I have to respond in violence, then I'm going to elevate the level of violence as need be, as necessary. Um, I think we have to be mindful that certain laws were put in place that do not apply to us or they don't show us much favor. That being said, um, we have to be we have to be in position to fight on all levels. Where are our black lawyers? Why don't we have the funding going into to legal teams that are on standby? Just like, for example, this clown Dylan Roof. They raised almost a million dollars or whatever for this guy in less than a week. This guy's raised so much money for him and his legal fees and this and the other. Where is our funding to go into our militias? Where is our funding to go into um, our legal teams? Uh, where is the funding going into assistance for our brothers and sisters when they get caught in certain situations? We have to be prepared to stand and fight on all levels. Like right now, point case. If you look at all the militias that are being paid right now and all the militias that are being organized right now, you have white militias, you have Asian protection community, uh, Asian protection services that are taking place within the Asian community. You have Hispanic protection uh, services that are being paid out, whether it be to the cartels, whether it be to local gangs, whether it be to somebody who's in the Hispanic community that is prepared to protect their people by any means. Now, this is not saying that we need to have racial division, but by the same token, in the understanding of war, an understanding of potential war, you need to have an allegiance or allegiances made or people on standby to be able to defend at all costs. We don't we don't spend our money properly. We don't put money into protecting our young brothers and sisters. So, of course, the laws are not written specifically for us to assist us. But what are we doing to combat these things on all levels? Mm. See? No, so I, if, if we're if think about it, we'll get online and share a post. Right. That's what we'll do. We'll share a post. Now, if I know something has been done in, with malicious intent to my brother, to my sister, and I know it was done with malicious intent. We've been marching for we've been marching for 50, 60 years. So we organize a march. We go down and we we chant, we scream, we yell. And those who are in power sit back and they say, okay, and what? Give us freedom or else. Or else what? You're talking to an individual that only understands violence. Many of them, this is, this is not, this is not, again, this is not about all white people. This is about those who are placed in power and those who implement, those who push those power structures. They only understand one thing. He's been negotiating for hundreds of years and every negotiation he's ever made, he's broken. So why do you expect him to honor any written laws that are supposed to protect, that are supposed to be inclusive as they're so written, but the underlining says, except for niggas. So we have to, we have to be mindful of what we're dealing with. We have to be mindful of, okay, for example, if you know that this this lawyer over here is the baddest white boy lawyer and he's won civil rights cases and he's but he or he's connected to um, all of those who are inside the structure and he can make things happen. Why would you not hire this guy? Correct. Why would you not put this guy on your payroll? If you know that certain white groups are uh, who, who have no ill will towards black towards the black community. Why would you not pay these boys? Why would you not pay and organize a black militia? Uh, Brother Tommy right now is a gun instructor. I'm a, I'm a combative instructor. If between us right now on this phone, if we had 30 brothers between us 
who were organized, who did community patrol, who did sex trafficking defense, who did um, organization, uh, organizational programs to stop uh, domestic violence within the community and were able to police the police. That should be mm. a job. Why would mm. you not fund that? See, that's, and, and, and I'll piggyback off what Brother Tommy said earlier. This is why I have a problem with certain groups that are stepping out that are calling themselves champions to black America because you're creating a false narrative. You're organizing yourself with people who are not trained and people who have no kind of damn experience. And you're putting them on the front line as as, as Facebook memes and uh, uh, live videos to show off right. the other. Yes, and then uh, you wonder why other groups are laughing their ass off at us saying, look at these right. damn it's not to say that they don't make mistakes. It's just the fact of our margin of error has to be so small. Our margin of error right. has to be almost zero because we're operating from behind the eight ball. But yet we don't get it. Everything is a goddamn joke or it's a freaking meme or it's a, a, a let me go live to show how, you know, show how, how deep we are. You, you may have a hundred black men out there marching and only 20 of them are trained or 10 of them are trained. Mm. All the rest, all the rest will get you killed. I guarantee you. You ask any combat specialist um, about going to war, and you go out here with a man next to you who is untrained. He would rather shoot that man himself than to go out to battle with this man. Wow. So you basically agree with Tommy with the, uh, I think it's the NFAC organization. Well, it's it's no no. It's not the organization. It's the structure. Mm, it's okay. the structure. See, I don't, I'm all for us unifying. Unity is the best, best thing. Let's come together. Let's put aside our differences. I'm an Israelite. In my school, I don't, I don't play the religion game. If you're a Muslim, if you're a Christian, if you're a Moor, if you're a, a, a Buddhist, if you're white, you're black, if you're Asian, come on, let's get this training in. Let's build together. Because anytime men train in combative settings together, we form a brotherhood. We form an alliance together, you know? So this is something that is that is deeper than just, oh man, you know, these, you know, he, he he's not my race or he, we, we, we different, we got different religions and blah, blah, blah. Man, it's deeper than that. You know, because there are, there, are, there are people that I train with or that I have gone into uh, specialized um, militarized settings with that have made sure I made it home to my family who look nothing like me. I was on a sex trafficking patrol. I took black men with me and on one of these patrols, they were Israelites, looked just like me. Three of them left me down there on the west side. Luckily, I was okay. And I was able to handle what I needed to handle, but these boys left me because it got hot. So this is what I'm talking about. We got to organize ourselves. We have to organize ourselves with intelligence and intent. And we have to understand the laws. We have to regroup and step back and say, okay, the hell with who's the leader. I don't care who's the leader because everybody's trying to step out to be the leader. Now is doing it for ego purpose. All these egotistical leaders, if, you, if we go back into history, we look at Brother Malcolm. Brother Malcolm wasn't about ego. He was about getting the job done. You look at Nat Turner. He was about getting the job done. Sister, uh, Mother, Mother Harriet, about getting the job done. Where is that thinking right now? We have a job to do. We have a mission to accomplish. But we got a bunch of egotistical leaders who are not trained, who are calling themselves the leaders of the revolution and this, that, and third. Ain't no damn revolution right now. Where is all this energy at when all these brothers were being murdered or all these brothers were being executed in our communities? Where, where was your march then with, with your assault rifles in? If you were really that strong about it, then storm the damn castle. Storm the damn castle and take over what you need to take over if you're that strong about it. That's why I say it's a joke. Woo! Boy, 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 boy. Okay. But you're but but you're talking to somebody who lives in this world real life. You understand what I'm saying? So okay. all the all this other stuff, I don't have time to deal with Monday morning warriors. I, that that makes no sense to me. I got you. I got makes you. Makes no sense to me. All right. How I I think Coach Sam said a lot, but uh 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 Tommy, you got anything? say about the the stand your ground laws that you think is you think is a, a 
it's a good law or it's just a country's way to kill minorities that they're that they deem bigger stronger faster than the majority um i actually and i think you know coach sam actually prefaced it a good way and he said it depends on you know um i guess where you're asking or what you know i'm not coach sam i don't want to misparaphrase you but basically where you ask that question at like different different regions of the you know the country you know are you know more i don't know about y'all man but it's it's sounding sounding pretty bad out there uh but um different reasons like you know saying pretty much anything below the mason dixon line you know a lot of black people may look at the stand your ground law as a means to you know kill off minorities but i'm I'm definitely pro the Second Amendment. Okay. And being pro the Second Amendment, I feel like anybody has the right that owns a firearm to stand your ground and, you know, use the force that you deem to be necessary to take out the threat. Now, will people abuse it, whether black, white, Hispanic, or whatever? Of course. We saw it happen possibly in the Trayvon Martin situation. Correct. To where, you know, Florida has a stand your ground law, as well as Georgia has a stand your ground law. Where you have the right to where you know you you don't have to take to a take to the wall if i'm not mistaken and again i got to brush back up on the different laws throughout the country but if i'm not mistaken because i spent time in uh huntsville and let me make sure that i say it for the people i didn't spend time as far as prison time in huntsville i graduated from alabama a&m so that's the time <laughs> that i spent in alabama okay. i gotta make sure i clarify that because a lot of people will say spent time and i did time no I graduated from Alabama A&M, and if I'm not mistaken, I think Alabama has a take-to-the-wall law to where if you have a way out, you have to take it. Don't quote me on it. I have to brush back up on it a little bit. But anyway, the point I was trying to make is, at the end of the day, it could save your life as well as the people that you love's life by if you were to retreat in fear of, you know, any type of judge coming down on you or like he said like coach sam said i'd rather be judged by 12 than to be than to be carried by six that's 100 percent true and any and every time if i feel that it's either me or you i'm choosing my life over yours every single time you know i feel like we as black people we got to stay out of situations or we got to stop it with this machismo attitude that we have that white people should be afraid of us because we're black you know, or that they owe us something or again, going back to it, it's like black people have this thing. They've always had this thing to where white people are afraid of us or they should be afraid of us. Man, listen, that might have been true maybe uh, 20 years ago, 50 years ago, however far you want to go back. You name a white person and why do you hear so many situations coming up about these Karens or these older white people? talking to a younger white person disrespecting them calling them niggas to their face you tell me is that a person does that sound like a person that's afraid of black people mm. does that remotely sound like a person that's afraid of black people so no we have to stop it with this attitude that they're afraid of us and we running down on these white people don't know whether they're armed or not and we getting we, we getting our issue so to speak you're gonna get your issue running up on anybody in today's time because at the end of the day in Kennesaw, Kennesaw is a city in the state of Georgia. You cannot be a homeowner. You can look it up, this is law. You cannot own a home in the city of Kennesaw and not be a registered gun owner. Wow. Now you ask Coach Sam, you ask me, you ask anybody else that you know in the state of Georgia, how many murders or break-ins or robberies do you hear about in Kennesaw? <laughs> <laughs> Now, hold on. Now, listen, let's, let's take that question another direction. Coach Sam, this might be more so for Coach Sam than you, Brother Marcus, but look at Clayton County. That's a county. I'm not even talking about a city. We're talking wow. about counties. Look at Clayton wow. County. Look at Henry County. Look at DeKalb County. Look mm -hmm. at Fulton County. Mm -hmm. Look at the murders, the break-ins, the, mm -hmm. the robberies, the kidnappings, or the rapes and all the of that rapes, in yeah. these different cities that don't have that same love. You mess yep. around in Kennesaw, you're going to get your issue because you break into somebody's house in Kennesaw. You need to know that, hey, nine times out of no, not nine times out of ten. I'm sorry. Excuse me. Ten times out of ten, they're armed and they're willing to take a life. I'm willing to take a life and I hope that you're willing to lose yours if ever you were to try to break into my house 
or do anything to my family. So I'm definitely for the staying your ground law. Um, Coach Sam, man, my goodness, brother, this conversation, we got to pick it up outside of here because, man, we have so much in common. I think we can, man, it's, it's beautiful. It's that's beautiful that's how right. networking opportunities happen. Yeah, that's why this you know is called man. Rebuke, baby. This is reestablishing black <laughs> unity, man. Yeah. Yes, indeed, man. Yes, indeed. And it's just about, you know, again, man, um, you know, just this dialogue. This dialogue needs to happen a whole lot more, man. And we need to, you know, not be afraid of, at the end of the day, man, we can all coexist, even though I might not agree with everything that brother uh, Coach Sam has to say or you have to say, Brother Marcus. But at the end of the day, as men, we should be able to come together and have a conversation and still res- leave with respect for each other but man coach sam hit man he said so much man he hit on so many different topics and levels man trying to keep up with half of what he was saying man and rebuttal is is kind of asinine man because at the end of the day man the brother the brother hit it on he hit it head on it he hit it dead on the head man cool cool. it's sometimes our own people man that don't stand and fight with us when it's a brother of another color no matter what color he is that's like brother i got you you know what i'm saying we we in this together so we got to let go of this thing that we're the baddest race on the planet because we not. And if we're not putting in the, tra- the training and the education into this this beautiful brown melanin that we have, it serves no purpose. All right, Coach Sam, I'm, go- I'm going to the next question. In this br- proud boy climate, which martial art do you recommend uh, blacks taking and why? <clears throat> um... Right now, it's, it's very hard for me to articulate um, which martial arts style one should take. Um, it's relative. It's really honestly based on the person and their comfort level. Um, I, I, do, I, do, um, I do believe that they should take some kind of stand-up art, uh, something that teaches them how to um, break center line, how to break structure, um, that teaches them the awareness of a combative state of mind. Um, a lot of times if we bring an in-ring philosophy uh, to the street, it can leave us open for a lot of different things that we don't have to worry about with rules. Um, so whatever they're doing, they need to be focused on a street combative application. Uh, even if, if it's Muay Thai, go to the root of it, Muay Baran. So there's no rules in your application. If it's boxing, go to the basic essence of bare knuckle fighting um, because boxing with gloves on, is one thing you have the you have the luxury of having your hands protect in the streets you don't have that luxury so uh you don't have a referee to stop you know stop it for five minutes if you if you break your hand or you get hit below the belt um there's a lot of things that we've taken out in our fighting system that we're applying and able to apply live time and that's one of the things that we challenge our students to do and we challenge other students to ask your teachers have you applied this or are you teaching me theory are you teaching me something that was passed down from generation to generation? Or are you teaching me something that you've actually articulated in real time and something that you've had success with or something that you failed under? So these are all really important things to, 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 to be able to understand going forward. Um, we've infused a lot of our fighting style with a Kessie, heavy Kessie fighting system. Um, what is Kessie? What is Kessie? Uh, Kessie is a very interesting art that deals with your blocks as your offensive um, presentation. Um, We go into something called pyramiding or frameworking, um, where you get to use your your blocks and your your defense and your offense is basically infused together. Um, We've we've brought in the structures of Moy Baran slash Muay Thai. Um, We brought in a lot of structures of Kali and Russian style Sistema. Um, Just very simple, If if I'm dealing and I put you in a Muay Thai clinch, or what we call a plum. If I have you in that position in the ring, I can sit there and hold it for a second because now I can get set to land my knees. I can get set to land my elbows. In the street, this guy may have a gun on him. This guy may have a blade on his waist. Now he's cutting your stomach. These are these are these are presentations that you oftentimes don't train for. So you don't have the time that you may find yourself with in a ring setting or a ring fighting style or a sport fighting style. You need to go to something that's going to treat, teach you and treat the fighting style as if your life depended on it from a street combative aspect. Mm, I like that. I like that. I like that. All right, fellas, this is the last question, man. 30 years of combat style 
and I don't know how many years you got in in, 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 in pistol instruction, uh, Tommy, but I'm I'm assuming more than five years, correct? Of course, it's like ten plus. Ten plus years. Let's just this. I'm gonna start with you, uh, uh, Tommy, and then I'm gonna let uh, Coach Sam end it. What advice you you want to give the black people to get them better prepared for something? potential as a race war i know you you spoke basically on you you against race and everything but i i see that i'm hearing articles and reading articles that if donald trump loses we're going we're going we're going all out and we already said this is the fourth quarter uh we on the one year line we no timeouts left and we 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 waited late We, we we done this uh improperly what advice you want to give from a pistol instructor standpoint to get them better prepared for situations in the future? I would, one thing I would definitely say is first and foremost, educate yourself. Before you buy a firearm, whether it be you getting training, whether you're reading a book or, you know, if your only means, and again, I'm not for this mean, I'm not for this way of learning, but if your only means of learning is YouTube, then man, again, do your research on YouTube, man. Uh, Immerse yourself in you know, guns and, you know, uh, look at reviews. Okay, well, what are they saying about this particular manufacturer? What are they saying about this firearm? Like, really become a student in firearms and shooting, you know, just the whole aspect of guns. Become a student. So that would be the first thing. Second is, right now I'm telling anybody that whether they already own a firearm or they don't, buy as many AR-15s as you possibly can. Okay. That your money will allow. Because whether Trump, now again, I'm not pro-Trump, I'm not pro-Biden. I'm not for neither one of them because I don't think that they're for the advancement of color people. So, whether Trump wins, whether Biden wins, and I'm not going to go too political, but at the end of the day, when you really think about it, my mother always used to tell me something, and she was like, stick with the devil you know. Four years of Trump, you know, I'm not saying that they've been good or bad for me, but I can honestly say at the end of the day, I have not been affected as of right now by Trump's administration. Our brown people that's uh, south of the border, they have been affected. Whether Trump is a racist or whatever he might be, I can't be honest with you, these four years of his presidency has came and went. I have not been directly affected by his presidency. If he's for guns, again, I would say stick with the devil you know. Biden, I know it's not called the Second Amendment. Kamala, I don't know too much about her again. I don't get into politics. But if Biden wins, we can really see a shape or a shift. I'm sorry, a shift in regards to the bans being put on, whether it be pistol braces for rifles, uh, AR-15s as a whole. A lot of bans could be, you know what I'm saying, put on the AR-15 platform, which I think is a very, very powerful platform. Not only are AR-15s concealable, but, you know, you can get them anywhere from... um, different various lengths let me not get into the specifics and talk over people here but you can get them in very different lengths a handgun is is an efficient way to defend yourself it's easily concealable but when it's all said and done if we're talking about urban warfare if we're talking about a civil war then you know if i'm going to war i want an ar-15 no if ands or buts about it so i'm encouraging all black people whether gun owners or getting ready to buy buy as many ar-15s as you possibly can or that your money will allow um, outside of that, I would definitely say education, buying AR-15s was my second one, and then training as a whole. Find good training. And this is an opportunity for me to plug Coach uh, Sam because I think they, uh, both of what we what we both do, it goes hand in hand. Yeah, we go, we go, we'll, I'm going to allow you to do a plug later on. So, <laughs> we go, but go ahead. Yeah, 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 of course. Of course, but I was going to say, um, what we both do, the training piece of it, it goes hand in hand. I wouldn't say having a gun and knowing how to shoot a gun is enough. You need to, it's going to be opportunities or times where you may not be able to get to your gun as fast as you possibly can, even though it's on your person, or maybe it's it's stripped from you, or maybe if, you know, it's many different ways. You need to be able to handle yourself and a combat situation and and use your hands i mean there's plenty of people that i've seen whether it be in person or on the internet or whatever that get beat up with a gun 
to get beat up with a gun, you know? So at the end of the day, knowing how to defend yourself, you know, just all out bare knuckle boxing or just fighting as a whole, you know, it's good to have that type of training. So, um, and then Coach Salmon, I'm going to kind of hurry up and wrap it up. Coach Salmon kind of touched on some things where it's just like when it comes to the type of guns that you should buy, I can't give you one. I can give you good manufacturers that make great guns, but I can't tell you what would be good for you until I actually, you know, can put my hands on you and show you, okay, hey, you know, this grip on this particular gun is too big for you. You need something a little bit smaller. You need a single stack or a double stack or, you know, you need something that's subcompact versus compact. There's many different things that go into it. And, and something else Coach Sam also said is, veteran, when it comes to training, which was my third point, when it comes to training, make sure you vet these instructors. I don't care how much training an instructor has. If he's regurgitating the same information that you're hearing, you know, online or other instructors giving you, then he's not a true instructor in my opinion, in my book, by my definition. I want to, and I'm so proud, again, I'm not going to plug him, we'll plug him later. But, um, you know, I incorporate different mythologies, thought processes, different principles, different things that no other instructor I ever heard talk about. I went through several different training courses and I didn't vet my instructors. I didn't seek an instructor that was for the advancement of me. He wanted to see me do well. So um, first, educate yourself. Second, buy as many AR-15s as you possibly can. Third, get the trainer. Got you. Coach Sam, let's see you to wrap it up. Um, oh, I would me, say you may repeat the question. Yeah, you can repeat it one more time. Okay. The, the last question is, uh, what advice would you give the the black community to better prepare themselves if the if the if a war or something breaks out? Um, not Marsh. Go ahead. Knowledge, 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 knowledge. Um, we have to understand that rapes may go up, that the certain groups of these militias are actually have codes that they're using in their training to assault black women. This is not a secret. This is not anything that is, you know, some kind of covert operation. This is stuff that they are doing in their training to prepare to psychologically damage you during combat. So you have to understand the thinking of the enemy or the potential enemy um, as things progress. Um, I want people to be aware of who the potential enemies are. Um, get knowledge. Um, start learning something that can help you protect yourself against rape prevention, sex trafficking defense, um, how to neutralize a threat in under three seconds. Um, different things about you know, preparing your household, stock only your household up, making sure that your house is fortified, making sure that you have the supplies that you need. Um, from a hand-to-hand -hand standpoint, there's, I can't give you one thing to particularly focus on because self-defense or, or, or fighting has so many different variables. So, you know, I can't just give somebody one thing, but what I can tell you is find an instructor who is intelligent, who is able to articulate his craft and is able to demonstrate it to you in a manner that you can apply it in live time. Whether it's me, whether it's somebody else, I don't care. I just want you to get with somebody who is able to train you and give you, excuse me, the knowledge that you need. If we're not training under instructors who have applied these techniques and who, who have the experience in this field, we're setting ourselves up for failure. Um, don't limit yourself Don't limit yourself based on race Go and get the information Because if you look at other races Other races will come to blacks And they'll get the information And take it back to their people So we have to stop being so prideful And just go get the knowledge And bring it back um, Start putting together your community patrols Start getting together with people in your community Understanding who's your neighbor Understanding who has military experience in your community Understand, see if you can get together an accountability board To where you have patrols that are set on either an 8-hour shift or 12-hour shift This is something that the leaders of the community should have been organizing And this is something that should be organized now What are you going to do if uh, a 20-man group raids into your community of skilled warriors? 
What are you gonna do? How are you gonna How are you gonna combat this? You know, so everything is not gonna everything is not gonna resolve itself with the gun, and everything is not gonna resolve itself with the fist. You're gonna have to have equal knowledge. You're gonna have to be able to articulate both skills. You just you you hope you have enough, because right now we're we're at crunch time. I mean, this is like fourth quarter. Fourth quarter, five minutes left in the game. You know what I mean? And and we down, we down by forty. You know, we down by forty. I'm just being honest, man. Like we we are really behind the eight ball. And I wish I can give you a sweet rainbow answer right now, because it's just like somebody stuck in a burning building. You 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 trapped on the fourth floor. And I tell you, literally, you can either jump out the window or you can run down the burning steps. And then you say to me, well, what's the third option? No, there's only two options right now. Either you dig in or you get destroyed. It's just that simple. But you've got to get yourself under men who are trained right now and women who are trained right now. And that's the truth. That's it. Well, fellas, I truly appreciate y'all, not your knowledge and wisdom and your your brutal honesty on the show today. Hopefully the 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 the, the fans and the people will learn something from you all. And I don't have nothing to say, man. I've been astonished by, by the wisdom. And I, all I know is I bought me my, my AR. And I'm about trying to load up myself. And like I said, it's fourth quarter. Hopefully nothing breaks out. But us as a people, we got to do better. This is Marcus with Rebuke Podcast. I want to thank uh, Coach Sammy and Tommy for uh, Coach Sam and Tommy for coming on the show. Once again, and um, thank you all for supporting and listening. This is Marcus with Rebuke. Talk to y'all soon. Peace.